Hey there, welcome to the Just Michelle Talking Podcast. It's Michelle Talking today because it's not going to be anyone else. That's why it's called the Just Michelle Talking Podcast. If it was anyone else, it'd be called the Just Anyone Else Talking Podcast, but it's not. Today, I wanted to chat to you about a concept which has been a part of my life for several years now. I want to say like 10 and I recently thought about it because there was a big lottery here in Australia. I want to say it was like $40 million or something. A lot of money, which I subsequently did not win. Which is so unfair. Like, seriously, I bought a winning ticket and everything. But anyway, I was thinking about all that money. And I was thinking about also something else, which is that I listened to a podcast recently when they talked about like how you know you're rich or like signs you know you're rich. And it was like, you know, you buy the expensive tuna or like you wear white pants. Like it was all sorts of like this list of rich people things or we think rich people do. Like my daughter Claire has this thing where she wants to live in a house with a a circular or half circular driveway because to her only rich people have those driveways that you can drive in one end and drive out the other. So I've been thinking about this concept about a, a rich life or what richness means and that sort of stuff. And it reminded me of this life philosophy, which, which I've had for, yeah, like a really long time. So I thought I would share it with you. And it's a concept called the turn left life. So just hang with me. I promise this will all make sense. It's probably some of you are like the turn what? The what? And students who have done my classes with me will know that it's something I've mentioned there before, but I thought I'd expand on it a little bit today. When I started down the road of learning more about spirituality and the universe and a bunch of that other woo-woo stuff, which at the time I knew nothing about, I started to think about, at that same time, I was thinking about things like life goals and financial goals. Like, what is it I want out of this life, right? And a lot of times those spiritual worlds talk about things like, you know, you have to write your life into existence and you have to plan it and you have to visualize it and you have to this and you have to that. And and those things are really only easy to do if you know what your life goals and your financial goals are. And I learned that I was really terrible at this. I was terrible at visualizing. I had a really hard time imagining or feeling the things I'd wanted to achieve because I'd never done them before, Right. If my big life goal was to give a TED Talk, how do I visualize that or how do I feel the feeling of that having never done it? I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that feels like. This this concept of like imagining yourself in that experience so that you can manifest that experience was just a really hard idea for me, especially the feeling one, right? Right. I mean, I can guess at how I might feel, but I, I can't bring myself, it's just really hard. I find it really hard, right? Like, you know, I could, like, I could kind of imagine what it might be like to see my book and my name at the top of the New York Times bestseller list. But that feeling that I was conjuring up, was that like generic excitement as opposed to the excitement one has when they're at the top of the New York Times bestseller list? Like, you know, Okay, possibly thinking about this now, I'm overthinking it. But anyway, and so like even like other things, right? I could I could kind of imagine what the air might sound like kind of whizzing past my ears while I'm bungee jumping, but I don't really know what it's like. So I'm just sort of guessing at what it must be like. 
you know, the people who recommend visualization as a manifestation tool tell you to do your best to really see in your mind's eye what that experience is going to be like. So they tell you to imagine the smells or the tastes or the feels, you know, the sounds and the sights of the things that you're wanting to make happen. And I just suck at this. Like, I just, I don't know. It's just not a thing for me. So every time I try to do it, I just feel kind of stupid, to be honest. And I end up giving up a few minutes after I've begun. So I had to give up on the whole visualization thing. So, but I still wanted to somehow manifest these things into my life because at the time I was deep into the woo-woo world, right? So instead I decided to use a technique called anchoring. And anchoring is when you experience, so you see or you feel, you touch, taste, or hear something which you want to do again. And so you take a minute or two to mentally anchor in that memory so that the next time you go and you try to visualize things, you kind of have a library of memories from which to choose. So in my case, if I find myself in a situation or in a place or having an experience that I really want to anchor in, I will make sure that in that moment I stop, I take a few deep breaths, I really feel that emotion down to my very, very core, I might be staring out of that view. I might be listening that little bit harder to the sounds. I might be allowing that emotion to really soak into my, my soul and my cells. And then I'll take a moment to think, to thank whichever spiritual being I'm into at the moment, the universe, God, whatever I'm thinking at the moment. I feel an enormous amount of gratitude for that experience. And I mentally remind myself to file it away. So let's say, oh, I don't know, I'm standing on a beach with somebody I really love and it's beautiful and the sun is shining and I just feel so incredibly happy. So in that particular experience, I will stand on that beach, I will curl my toes into the sand so I know what that feels like. I will feel the warmth of the sun on my skin. I will feel that person's hand in mine. I will smell the ocean air. I will really drink in as much of the experience as I can. And I will say, thank you, universe, for giving me this experience more, please. This is what I want to be feeling in my future life. And I kind of make a mental note to bury that memory as deep into my consciousness as I can so that when I need to pull it back up again, it's there. Doing that anchoring thing has not necessarily helped me become a better visualizer, right? Although I totally want to lie and be like, yeah, I'm ace at visualizing now. But what it did do, right, in enough of doing that over a period of several years clarified for me exactly what I wanted those financial and personal goals to be. I know this sounds crazy. Just hang with me here. So I call those personal and financial goals the turn left life. So while I am building my lifetime of awesome, I'm also building a lifestyle, right? It's it's how I want to live my life. And that life is that of a person who turns left. So let me explain that. Living in Australia, if I want to get just about anywhere else in the world, chances are I'm probably going to need to get on a long distance flight. I know in the time of COVID, none of us remember flying, but let's just pretend we remember flying. There is one that we should, most of us uh, should be able to conjure up that memory of. 
So living in Australia means I need to get on a long-haul flight, right? When you step onto a long-haul airplane, not 100% of the time, but most of the time, you're greeted by the flight attendants, all who have perfect teeth. What is that? That's a thing. They look at your boarding card and they tell you where to go. Good afternoon, Mrs. Green. Just on the left here. Good afternoon, Mrs. Green. Through the galley and turn, you know, whatever, right? They tell you up the stairs, wherever, right? But let's think about this, right? Almost always the door to the airplane is about like what, like a third or so along the body of the plane. Meaning that if you are going to be seated in first class or business class, they're going to look at your plane ticket and invite you to turn left. So visualize this with me, if you will. You get onto an airplane, a long haul airplane going probably 10 hours plus somewhere. And if you are sitting in fancy class, they're going to tell you to turn left right? Your left, not their left, because that's mostly where those seats are. Now, once you do turn left, you have an entirely different flight experience. You're far more physically comfortable, which is very important for somebody who's tall like me. The food is generally better tasting and there's more room for your stuff. And then once you get to your destination, you get out of the plane faster so you can start experiencing your destination faster. Your bags arrive sooner And even after getting off the plane, the experience is generally a better one, right? Because once you arrive somewhere after a business or a first class flight, generally speaking, that experience is a lot easier on your body than having arrived somewhere cramped and uncomfortable and having eating something that looks suspiciously like what you got in the school cafeteria 20 years ago. So it's, Getting onto the plane is different. The experience in the plane is different. And the experience when you get out of the plane, also different from turning left, right? However, before you're like, great, Michelle, all you want is to travel in first class. Let me just explain this a little bit more. For the record, by the way, if I'm going on a short trip, I'm really happy to go out of class. No big deal. I don't really care if it's like half an hour, right? So is the turn left life only about traveling in style no, it's totally not, even for somebody who has permanent wanderlust like I do. Okay, at this point, you're like, Michelle, I'm completely lost in this podcast episode. I have no idea what you're talking about. First, you're talking about anchoring things. Then you're talking about flying. <laughs> like, What is going on here? So just, just hang with me. So the turn left life and goal setting is about having a choice of which direction to turn. So I'm going to start with the finance part of this. Financially, the goal is that I always want to be able to afford to turn left on any length of flight. So there's the financial goal, right? To always and easily be able to afford a more comfortable way of life if I want one, right? Freedom of choice is what I'm talking about here. So from a life goal perspective, again, it's about having freedom of choice to turn the direction I want to turn. Now, I may not choose to turn left, even if I can afford it. It's more about being able to, if I want to, and having complete autonomy over my life choices. It's, it's just about freedom of choice. That's what that is. I want to be able to turn left if I want to, or turn right also if I want to, right? I don't want to say things to my kids like, we can't afford that. I'd rather say we can choose to spend better or differently, right? Which maybe to you might sound like semantics, but to me, there is a big difference there. 
sure, we can have this big, shiny, amazing, whatever, a sparkly thing if we want to, but is that what we want, right? And is that the best use of our time and our love and our money and our resources? You know, is that really what I want or am I just being forced to make that choice out of circumstance? You know, I spoke a couple episodes back about the sparkly shoes and how much I love those. And, and there's a good example. The turn left life is about having the choice to buy one pair, two pairs, 10 pairs, or no pairs if they're not what I really want. That decision, how many pairs of sparkly shoes you want, is a turn left life decision, right? So here's where it gets even more interesting. The turn left life being financial and lifestyle, freedom of choice, ability to choose the expensive one or the cheap one, and having what I want when I want it. Here's where that expands out. I don't just want a turn left life for myself. I want to be able to provide a turn left life for other people, to give them the means to be the big decision makers in their lives, to have that autonomy and that freedom to make the decisions. I might do that through money. I might do that through education. Um, I think in some ways this podcast is a really good example of how I'm doing that through education, right? If you hear something within these episodes which helps you take control back over your life or helps you make a hard decision or helps you learn a new skill or just makes you think a little bit harder about the quality of your life and how you're living it, that means I'm helping you lead a turn left life too. I'm helping you lead a life of choice too. I'm helping you turn left if you want to or not, but at least have the choice to do so, right? Financially, if I'm able to educate my kids and give them a great start in life, then that's also giving them the opportunity to live a turn left life, right? And once I became able to articulate exactly what kind of lifestyle I was building, making decisions about all kinds of things actually became a whole lot easier. I can ask myself stuff like, is this a turn left decision? Which is kind of similar to asking yourself, am I making this choice out of fear or am I making this choice out of growth? And James um, Altucher wrote a great article about decisions made out of fear versus decisions made out of growth if you want to check that out more. So while in a very basic sense it is about flying, it's really not about flying at all, right? Turning left or being able to turn left is is a really interesting thing. And here is the great part and where it all comes back to the anchoring. Every time I make a turn left decision, whether that decision is small or big, that's another opportunity to anchor in the life experiences I want. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples. When I pick the ice cream flavor that I really want to eat, instead of the one that's like the healthier choice, every lick of that ice cream cone is a turn left experience and also an anchoring opportunity. Standing on that beach that I told you guys about earlier and squishing my toes into the sand and having to experience that experience having chosen to start my day with a walk rather than laze around in bed feeling grumpy every squish of those toes is a turn left life choice and is another anchoring opportunity literally every time you choose what you want 
to do in small or big ways and you don't deny yourself a full, rich living life. That is a turn left life choice and that is an anchoring opportunity for you, right? You know, by choosing to to turn left for myself and for others, I don't have to keep trying so hard to visualize a life I haven't lived yet because nearly every day I'm living the life I want to and I'm gradually and incrementally upgrading it as I go. So no, I can't really imagine what it's like to stand on the TED talk red dot and look out to a sea of thousands of faces and have that talk. But right now, I can visualize what it's like to sit behind this microphone and share with you all my thoughts on life and life philosophy. And that's the beginning of that. Because isn't that what a dead dog is? Sharing with people, right? I can anchor in the way it feels to share these things right now. And then next time, maybe I'll do it, you know, maybe I'll give a talk to 20 people in real life and I'll anchor in that one. And then maybe I'll talk to 50 people and I'll anchor in that one. And then maybe I'll talk to 100 people and I'll anchor in that one. So it's not about having all these crazy, huge, mega goals as much as it is about anchoring in the life experiences I'm able to choose now, which incrementally I can then upgrade to the life that I want to live. The more you're able to live the kind of life you want, the more able you are then able to live that life, right? Which sounds very repetitive, but what I'm trying to say is rather than sit around and visualize all these things that I can't visualize, I instead use anchor points from my own life to build that bigger picture. I don't need to visualize what those things might be like. Instead, I can live it in real life and I can feel what it feels like and looks like and tastes like it sounds like. And then I want more of that. And so I push myself further to the next level up, right? Anchoring in the way it feels every time I turn left in life is in and of itself a motivator to manifest more of that into my life, right? So the problem I think I was having with this visualization thing was that I was making a lot of those goals and ideas um, kind of too big. Not, not that I shouldn't reach for those. That's not what I mean. But like, it's really hard to visualize something you have no concept of. It's not hard to visualize something that you've experienced, but upgrade it just that, that one step further, right? I honestly was trying to visualize seriously insane goals, but I think it's a lot easier if you anchor in what things feel like and then you move them up. So for example, maybe today I can't afford to turn left on that long haul airplane. That's okay, right? Maybe what I can do is I can ride in coach, but I can choose to sit in the aisle seat or in the window seat. And if I can then anchor in how good it feels to have made that choice and be sitting in a seat I like, then tomorrow, maybe I get to choose between the aisle seat in cramped glass and the aisle seat in comfy glass. And once I get that business class experience, I'm going to anchor that in. And then maybe I can think, whoa, well, if this is what it feels like here. Maybe the difference between the next step is going to be the same kind of emotion, only like that much, the next level up again. 
So turning left or turning right or whichever direction you want to turn in, as long as you're not turning in circles, is increasingly becoming my choice. And that's what it's about, right? The freedom to choose the life that you want, right? So I'm hoping that this makes sense to you all. It makes perfect sense to me, which is that basically rather than sit around and try to imagine a life I can't even begin to imagine, I would rather think of my big goals and then achieve those goals incrementally every day of my life and really let the feelings of having achieved those things sink in every day of my life. So as I said a little bit earlier, this isn't just about about my life, right? It's not just beneficial to my life and, and my goals, right? Because let's be honest, when I'm earning enough to truly turn left every single flight I take, if I want to, yeah, that probably means that financially I can help others in lots of other ways too, right? Money for the sake of having it is not a goal to me, but money for the sake of what I can do with it for me and others, that's an entirely different concept, right? It's not about having it. It's about what I can do with it, what I can do for me, what I can do for other people. And I truly believe that the greatest goal one can have in life is having a life where you have freedom of choice. And many, many, many people in the world for many, many, many reasons don't have that choice. So if I'm somehow able to assist them to achieve that, getting to, to be able to be the master of their own destiny and make choice, well, that's a, like, that's a pretty amazing goal. You know, I don't want to turn left by myself. I want to turn left with a whole crowd of other people who I helped to get there. So I kind of feel like this episode was a little bit convoluted, but I'm trying to explain that I've built my goals, financial, lifestyle, mental, other, whatever, based on this concept of turning left, of having the freedom of choice to turn left if I want to, because sometimes turning left means more comfort more convenience, a better life experience on the way in, on the better life experience while you're living it, and a better life experience on the way out. And the way I do that is by having smaller life experiences, which give me those same kind of emotions that I'm wanting, and then anchoring in those feelings. So hopefully that all makes a little bit more sense now if I, if I bring it all together that way. But yeah. By the way, if you're not a traveler and flying is not your thing, you don't necessarily have to use that expression, the turn left life, right? You can choose any expression you want. I think the thing to remember is that, you know, you, you might choose freedom of choice is the way you want to call it. But for me, travel is such a big part of my life and I love it so much. And it means so much to me to be able to see the world, but being able to see the world in the way I want to see it, the manner in which I want to see it, and being able to then have a positive impact on the places that I leave means a lot to me. And so that too is part of the turn left life. But if that doesn't speak to you, that's totally okay. You can ride your bike wherever you're going if you want instead. <laughs> I don't mean that, by the way, insultingly. I, tr I truly mean that when it comes to deciding the life you want to live, you have to decide what's important to you. To me, it's important to turn left and take everybody with me as I turn left, but to you, it might be something entirely different and that's totally okay. But the way to get to where you're going 
rather than try to visualize something you have no concept of is anchor in the feelings of what you do have a concept of and do your best to get more of those feelings. Thank you so much for listening to me today. I might come back to this one. I'm not sure that I nailed it in terms of what I'm I'm trying to express. So I might come back to it. We'll, We'll see how we go with this. In the meantime, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. And may you be at peace.